0: What it is, what's up? Got your podcast in the cut. The Tel a Mugen train podcast, uh, coming whack with another episode. I'm trying to keep this short because my movie theater is actually closed right now. We were the last showing, and I just want to get out. It's very creepy here. Uh, <laughs> so I'm keeping it, it's going to be hard for me to keep it short because there's a lot of things that have shifted for me after watching this movie. Uh, I'm going to introduce it after the intro really most of it but put it simply dude I was wonder I was I was comparing this to quite a few things to Jujutsu kaizen it's contemporary currently to the big three the um I think the I think it's the closest thing to I, I'm pretty sure most of the 2010s really contain a real anime you can compare Jujutsu and Demon Slayer to when people are trying to construct this big three and throwing in, like, fucking Black Clover and shit like that in there. It was, you know, it just clearly was not. Uh, <laughs> I don't even like Demon Slayer Season 1 that much. But you're not putting Black Clover and Promise Neverland the same tier. Um, I compared to a lot of things. Uh, Spirited Away. Spirited Away. I was compared to a lot of things. And I think it held its own. And I'm going to try to enunciate why that was after the break. actually close the lights out in the parking lot so i'm definitely getting the hell out of here i'm gonna do the comparisons part it really it really is a disservice i think from a hype perspective to do comparison part first but we're talking about the action movie after this 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 part is the easiest for me to to do while driving so we're going to get over with so here's some here's some uh contents of the comparisons i thought demon Slayer was just a very overrated anime in terms of big things that I really, I like out of my anime, right? I thought the plot was not very interesting. I'm just talking about season one right now. I didn't think the plot was very interesting. I thought that um, they just really... It's kind of like... What, what would I compare it to? So you have the tragedy happen first, and you have this action happen after. And I didn't watch Jessica Cosmo before I watched Demon Slayer. But in the midst of that, I mean, it's almost the same plot... You have the band get together. You have this cursed spirit or or cursed energy, cursed thing that makes the core, you know. And this being demons, uh, the Demon Slayer and the other one being uh, the, the high schoolers, um, make them pretty much want to like kick them out, quote unquote. He has to earn their respect. Pretty pretty similar plots. I think that maybe the, the 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 tone and and the um the more light light-hearted tone of this and the uh the more childish kind of humor and and nature of this show that doesn't match for me like you know I'm a big when I when I was young I, I messed with Naruto more but like if you asked me like this time you know around at my age now Shi would have been like as far as like the the, the kind of the more adult themes would have been more preferred for me I just I'm not big in like kind of childish humor uh with anime anymore it's just at this age I'm not so it's you know you gotta keep that in mind when you're listening to me talk about this but I just think Jujutsu Kaza knocked that idea out the park a lot more and Jujutsu Kaza kind of has this like extension into um uh Hunter as Hunter territory where you kind of have like I think I think Hunter as Hunter would be a better way to compare it but it's it's not really a, a tournament style it's kind of one versus one. Which, uh... There's anime that do that, too. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. But... Anyway, they can kind of match with the same theme. And... I... And Jujutsu Kaza kind of deviate away... Way around from that. Like, there's no... Peer-to-peer fighting. Um... It's just... They introduced... The idea of there being an academy and all that. And then go right back to fighting the, the actual, uh, Monster. So... It's similar in that. Because, I mean... This isn't Jujutsu Kaisen comparison. So, I'll just get back to the original point. The the plot also just... It feels kind of... Not actually it's like Slice of Life-ish, but like in how little seems to occur at moments. Like, just a lot of exposition and, and, and narration. It's like long drops where I just feel like there's not a lot of interesting development. Like, it's just talking. And I guess because I don't like the cast of characters, which is my other big con. Because I don't like the cast of characters very much or at least how they were present at that moment. It, it just, that exposition didn't do much for me. Like, I pretty much like the Jessica Kaisen characters out the gate. Uh, Ichidori is a pretty solid shonen protagonist to me. I seem to never like the, the main shonen protagonist very much, but as, as they go, I think I liked him pretty decently. Uh, I like uh, Fushi, Fushiguro, Fushigumo, I forgot his name. Um, Kugasaki, loved her. Uh, Gojo, obviously goaded. I, just, I think I like their characters a little bit more so that the dialogue heavy episodes and moments do more for me um but going from there I think that comparing this to Jujutsu Kaisen now it would probably work a little bit better because we've fought we've seen like real like heart-wrenching uh emotion out of these guys now and we kind of see like uh, like where the match race is gonna come from because I think like there's some you know a little bit of very sad things that happen. Um, in, in, in um, season one, but nothing that makes you just sit here and think quite yet. Even with his, you know, family dying, oh, uh, uh, nice story. Um, I don't want to think of calling him a Midoriya, but uh, Tanjiro, his family getting killed in episode one, like, the parallel of that, I think, is uh, Itadori's grandpa dying, which is more lax, and kind of, he just moved on from it. Um, that, that was really sad, but it's not a whole cask affecting type of thing, right? Like, it, it's not. It, it's sad, but it's not like something that makes you think, okay, this whole cast is going to get developed by this moment. Because it, it doesn't. It doesn't have any correlation to the life of, you know, Zenitsu or, or Inosuke, you know, anybody else like that. So this moment um, ter- serves a lot of purpose and just maturation and growth and really just making you like feel for these characters, in my opinion, just, just for me. Um, so I, I, I love that. Um, comparing it to... The big three, I feel like you can legitimately say now, like, like the big, their big three, like the characters here, um, they stack up, I feel, pretty favorably. I feel like now to, like, <laughs> how favorably, I don't know. Like, they, they have a, they have an argument to say that we can one day be in a discussion. Because, I mean, there's only two arcs. Well, not two arcs. I think it's four arcs. And if I, four or five. Six, I think the red light edition, for what I just remember reading earlier, was about the 8th arc. So, I think it's about 6 or 7 arcs in. Uh, not counting this movie, but... Counting this movie, I believe is about 7 or 8. Um, being... If it was... Like, let's say it is 7 arcs in. It probably should be a stronger argument to say, okay, you compare Inosuke to Sasuke or you could compare um, Naruto Bleach One Piece. You can compare, I don't know, Zenetsu to Oriu. I mean... Bleach is really like at this same time probably like your biggest characters were naruto not naruto ichigo rukia and and um i I think though you're big too and maybe you can say like villains would be Biakia and shit but like everybody outside of those two are just kind of complimentary so it's not a one to one apples to apples comparison but i do think you can sit here and say like it's closer right like it's their cast is, is pretty interesting. Um they, they, they kinda haven't developed I think any one outside of those three incredibly well. So it's like how how much can you do it in comparing to um these other people? I don't know, but I think they're in the ballpark now. I think I think they're I think I'm interested in how these guys can lead the complimentary dudes. Um so I think there's some, compl- like, seeing how they do with Ron, Ron, uh, I keep want to say Ron Giku, dude, I want to say Ron Giku the entire fucking movie, Ron Goku, I believe, um, Ren Goku, Ren Goku was one of the more interesting-looking Hashiras, uh, I think he said, like, pretty much at least when they actually met, um, uh, Nesko and... I keep on wanting to say Itadori. Fuck me, uh, Tanjiro, When it got pulled up to the the the, the school of the um the little little dojo. So I'm, I'm really I I think there's a quite a few ones that I was really interested in back then. Uh, the cat that was kind of very cold to the idea of leaving his sister alive. Uh, the one like the little red tattoo under his eye. Uh, interesting seeing his backstory. Uh I think he'll end up being like one of Tanjiro's biggest allies. Um Giyu, he's pretty cool. Uh the uh, there's another one. The the one that looks like um fucker from Bleach, a short fucker from Bleach, the dude with the ice. Uh him the midget fucker, he looks like he'll be pretty interesting one day. And then they have some some pretty cool um other allies there. So I'm I'm a little more interested in the casting outside after this. And then finally, I guess the comparison to Spirited Away... You know, it's not better than Spirited Away. I don't think it is, from my eyes, but... Can I see why this movie did the numbers it did? Yes, it's one of the best-selling manga ever in um, in Japan. It is a series that produces some very iconic characters. Uh, the Butterfly Chick, which I still ha- i am not sure exactly how I feel about her. She, um is a very prominent female character. When I, mean, I see people rank female characters, a lot of people love her. So they have a lot of i iconic characters. And I think from what I understand, this arc and the red light district just goes to another level. So maybe it's kind of like a recency thing. I don't know, but it's packaged well. And it's a very well put together movie. I there's some things about it that I thought would be more movie-ish and just kind of one offish but this is clearly uh a very good uh successor slash next you know part to season one so going from there i believe it's about time for us to talk about actual movie elements i know it's very long-winded and very poorly uh spoken but hey what can i do Elements. Let's start with just music. Score, fantastic. Um, you know, I, I think a good score is one that was gonna it will have some iconic moments, uh, but kind of for the most part it accentuates situational theme. I thought that um you know, I this is probably the first time I've used spoilers since I've started this podcast episode, but I think that uh it's the moments between the upper three versus uh Rengoku music was well done there um the moments where Tanjiro sleep like the extended one where he was, it was the first time he used to sleep well done the other time he used to sleep when it was a nightmare also well done uh, I just think they did a great job of accentuating whatever theme and scene was happening at that moment love the uh, the, the songs uh and you know all that went into that um, the, the animation, that's, that's a big one. Well, let's take the animation for a little bit. Uh, the length, I thought the length was well done. I, I didn't think, it, it's honestly got interesting. Cause I thought that this was like a situation to which it was an hour, like 40, hour 50. And when they finally defeat the lower rank, uh, I guess lower first, when they finally kill him, I felt like it was probably like 10, 15 minutes, like enough to wrap up things and it sent us off on our way to the red, like district. But there was probably 20, 25 minutes left. So, like, in saying that, like, they got a lot done at the time they had. They got decent development for, you know, they, they didn't really put a lot into uh, Zenitsu or, or, um, or Nosuke in terms of their dreams, their dreams was kind of like more childish type, you know, fit the the lighthearted theme, uh, I would say they did a lot to kind of close the book on the family aspect of Tanjiro, like, I know he still wants his family, but I think that, other than his father, who I'm sure will be explored more when Tanjiro goes to look at the, uh, Flame Hashira notes, I think they kind of close the book on, on that part of it, um. What's her name? Nesko kinda of played the back again. They did a good job of, of developing Ron Ren Goku in such a short amount of time. Gave him a good dream. Gave him a good backstory. Did a lot to make him uh, make him work and make, make us actually care about him in such such a short period of time. Uh, make him more well rounded and all that versus being a cool ass badass character, which he obviously was that as well. Um you know, the the villains, not every not every like, primary demon, one of Kitsubishi's villains, uh, get a developed backstory, and in this, they, they did not give the lower first one, kind of, introduce his characters as kind of conniving, uh, sultry, Orochimaru type, and that's kind of what he finished as, you know, he kind of had this real, complaining, waning, whining way out, which, you know, didn't do much for me he's not a villain that really did a lot for me to be honest with you like he was cool um but you know powers wasn't, wasn't really that crazy didn't really do much in terms of powers outside of just being able to put somebody to sleep uh it, some demon slayer demons kind of more complimentary and some are more you know solo fuck up things type he was at, i mean you can see his kill counts he was very dangerous but as far as an actual offensive uh villain he just was not quite that but you know still i guess you know well put together for the sake of this, and, you know, I mean, the, the upper third, just fucking crazy, dude, um, just, just, just crazy, they, you know, his, his powers are pretty much all physically based, but they kind of give him, like, this little, well-animated complementary pieces to his fighting style, where he can still kind of play mid-distance, long-distance, to kind of put, uh, Goku away a little bit in terms of space, so they, I, I fucked with him heavy. Um don't know what else I have to say about that but i i like that part the pacing was was excellent the pacing was excellent um i, I kind of got a little bit eh, a little bit tired towards the end of the um the actual battle with the, the lowered first against um Inosuke tanjiro and and ringoku but you know I, I they really caught me back on with with the last little battle there that was i didn't know how it was gonna make that work but they they did a good job with that animation fantastic uh ufo ufoable we call them ufo ufo they're they're in a different league um i think i i still believe that this is something i had in my head from the jump people gave morp so much shit for cgi I, I think that the cgi titans uh was not nearly as grating as the cgi like mess that was um the lower first is like, true form, that was not, that was not interesting to see, that was not attractive, I didn't fuck with that at all, but, as they always do, the, the, the sword form, sword styles, animated perfectly, uh, Rengoku's final form against the, um, the, I forgot the name, the, the name he used for his style, but the, the blood art style that the other guy was using, um, well, well done. I mean, even hand to hand was well done. That kind of makes give me a, gives me a point to deviate. that I forgot to mention actual fighting in in Demon Slayer. This is where you really can appreciate to Jessica Eisen, and I think it's because of you know you can only do so much with. I think sword based anime always have kind of a restrictor in how much they can actually get done with when it comes to creative fighting styles. Um, this movie really helped me like learn how limited fights are in this, I mean, there's some really flashy, like, moves, and fire, and occasionally, you'll see, like, this kind of sword clash that really sparks, but, like, the actual, like, fight, hand-to-hand fight is very basic, very, you know, repeated moves, like, I'll use this form, and I'll use this form, um, it, it, it doesn't spark too much options in terms of what they can do, and that's something I really noticed with this movie, although I do feel like, they still figured a way to kind of up the choreography of that um with Goku against the 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 demon and then what's the animation will anyway animation kind of go to just my thoughts on how this movie changes things for me with this whole series uh the animation top notch again the CGI did not fuck with but UFO if they're the king if they were the king before this they'd certainly not lose the crown um even with cgi like it's a cgi moment in demon slayer which i think mappa is probably number two right now um there's a it's a cgi moment and i think episode the the one that pretty much sparks everything up for this series that makes it called like a fucking level 10 i think it's non-standard there's a there's a cgi moment in non-standard either that or the episode after that really kind of kills my boner a little bit um that wasn't great so i mean CGI is it kind of is about how you use it, and I mean using it in the context of just being like surrounding the train and kind of not as relevant or pertinent shit because like even that was drawn out, like fighting that cutting it apart is not something very interesting. No one really cares about it one way or the other. So they used lose, at least used it at the right time in the right space. Uh, so I give Mafa points for that, and uh, let's just go on to talk about you know what what makes this. What makes this work for me? What makes this change things for me?